recognizing that authority, but victory. A victorious king that would come riding on this donkey, which represented a humble God, a humble man, someone who knew what authority was because he was under authority. And then as he came in, they did shout what Pastor Dan told you to shout, but they understood that he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he didn't do it by war. It was already a done deal because God himself is all authority. And we're going to learn about that today. We're going to continue talking about authority in describing literally what the cross meant to you and me. Palm Sunday, next week, Easter Sunday. I have a message that is so transforming. I have literally preached it to myself 20 times since I wrote it out because it is so transforming. Invite your friends, invite your family, invite your neighbor, grab the cashier at the grocery store, grab that waitress, that waiter, whatever it is, tell them, I got something to tell you, and it's going to come through my pastor. Come with me to church. Amen? Amen. Be a person that understands that Jesus Christ has won. The victory was won even before the resurrection. Because the will of God is the will. It is God himself all Authority. I want to welcome you and thank you for those that are watching on your screens today. Um, I do want to uh, remind you also that we have put together um, a CD regarding journaling. When you hear the word journaling, <clears throat> especially us guys, we get nervous because we don't write. We just talk. We don't write things out. Some of us, you know, like me, don't spell very well. And, um, you know, so in that area, we, we always condemn ourselves. But journaling is something that is vital for your life and in my life. Next week, we're going to give everyone that attends church a gift, a CD that I spoke on journaling. And we're going to help you this year, as Pastor Ryan was talking about, is COVID is not our teacher. The government is not our provider. Amen. We must recognize that the government is not our healer, that Jesus Christ is our healer. The reason for Easter, walking in authority, is understanding this authority. Last week, we talked about the reality of what is this authority and what it does. We answered two questions. Today, we're going to answer the third and fourth question. Last week, our premise was this. In order to walk in the miraculous, we have to understand kingdom authority. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord that will come to us in strength today. It will not bow down to any preconceived ideas. It will not bow down to religious thinking, but it will be the truth that will set us free today. We receive that Holy Spirit. 
you are welcome in this place. And thank you for ministering to us earlier during worship. So let me pause and say, understanding authority is vital, it's important, and it's a priority of your walk with Jesus. You may have known the Lord for many years, but no one has really taught you the meaning of Easter regarding authority like I'm about to today. Last week, we answered the questions, where do you get authority? And how do you get authority? We basically answered their questions by saying this one answer. We get it and function in authority by obeying the the Father. Or it's given from the Father. So how we get it is obeying Father God. Today, I want to answer these two questions. How do we lose authority, and how do we use authority? You and I need to know how to lose authority so you can keep it. I want to say this, and I don't want to start with something that would cause us to feel bad, but there are many believers today who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who are going to heaven, born again. God has done great things in your life but you don't walk in authority because you didn't understand authority. And you didn't understand how this works in our lives. So turn to Matthew chapter 8, your iPads, whatever you use, your phone, and go there because I want you to really see a story that really opens our hearts and minds to answering questions about losing authority and using authority. So let's now kind of point out how do we lose authority. In Matthew 8, verse 5, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, I want you to see something right away. One who walks in authority is very humble and is, has a heart of servanthood. One who stands in authority and stands over things is one that is humble. A centurion didn't ask Jesus to come, but Jesus wants to heal, so he went. Bottom line, we must understand, according to the will of the Father, it is God's will to heal us. Healing is clear in the Bible, just like tithing, just like giving, just like loving, just like serving, is clear in the Bible. But it becomes unclear when we don't understand authority. It is clear that the Bible teaches us that God wants all to be saved, to be whole spiritually, your soul, and your body. The centurion, as we first began to read here, 
said, my servant is sick. Jesus didn't say, I don't heal servants. See, there are a lot of people that think that when you walk in authority, there's only certain people you work with. When you walk in kingdom authority, you serve all and you love all. You are not a kingpin. There's only one king, and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, I'm not going to heal him because I've decided that he's going to die so that at his funeral, four people can get saved. That's a crock, church. That's not how people get saved. People get saved because the Holy Spirit leads them to God. And you are used of a tool because you understand authority to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I will come and I will heal. Now, speaking of authority, watch the centurion's response so we can learn from this. We can learn from the centurion. Notice the humility also. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now, very important again, I, I, I just want you to understand the Holy Spirit has revealed some great truths here, and I'm going to share it with you. Because the centurion said, for I am, in verse 9, for I also am a man under authority. For I also am a man under authority. Now, ask yourself a question. Why did the centurion use the word also? Why did he say, I also? Because he recognized that Jesus the Christ was under authority. He recognized that the purpose of authority is to do the will of the Father and to serve others, not to be cocky and think that I have a, a title and I'm someone great and watch me, follow me, because I'll lead you everywhere. Now there's terminology in Scripture about being discipled, about following Jesus, about doing all these things, but we have to recognize is there something that we don't see regarding authority, and it's not taught in the church, but it's taught here. Verse 9, For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers, centurion talking, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to the another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard the centurion statement. What statement? God, you're the great healer. By your stripes, I am healed. In Jesus' name, which all that is true. But Jesus heard something the centurion said. Verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He was talking about authority. The centurion was literally saying, hey, I understand authority. I know also you're under authority because I see authority in you. 
I am under authority, but I also walk in authority. And I say this, and I say this to a servant, to, to soldiers, whatever. They come, they go. Okay, so, so the reality of authority is that there are bosses in our lives. There are people that oversee things in our lives. There are parents that oversee our homes. And we need to understand that is there. But the reality is, is we all need to understand that it all is delegated by the Father. And when it's delegated by the Father and we're walking as Jesus came on this colt, humble, then authority begins to manifest and all that authority includes will happen and it's called living a miraculous life. It's called, this is what Easter is all about, producing people like you and me that can minister to lives, change lives because of the authority that we humbly walk in. Are you with me still? Don't be muzzled with those masks. <laughs> Jesus said, I've been on this earth around 31 and a half years and haven't found anyone that has as much faith as a centurion. So the question is, what is the key of this faith that Jesus saw? The answer is in the middle of the conversation in Matthew 8, verse 5 through 10. The centurion said, you don't even have to come to my house. I understand authority. So let's explain authority. He recognized Jesus was under authority authority. I didn't say a title. He's king of kings and lord of lords. He's lord of our lives. He's a savior. Those are titles. But he recognized authority. He had authority because he was under authority. You will never have kingdom authority unless you are under authority. COVID and the world tries to tell you things that you are to rebel against things in this life. The way you get authority is by submitting to authority. You want the miraculous? You have to be a person that is humble and walk under authority so you can move in this authority. If your attitude... <laughs> is no one is going to tell me what to do. Well, as you grow up, you will probably end up in jail or in the military and flunk out of there too if you don't learn to submit to authority. Speaking of the military, in the military, you are told what to do, when to get up, when to eat, and when to go to the bathroom, and what kind of toilet paper you use. He said, I understand authority. I am under authority. Soldiers are under me. All I have to do is speak, and they obey. Hmm. Isn't that what Jesus did? Let me ask you this. Did Jesus ever make a mistake? Did Jesus say something that didn't happen? He said, hmm, 
Must not be God's will. No, because everything he spoke, remember last week? Everything he spoke, everything he did is what the Father said, the will of the Father. Or we could say, Pastor Dan said, the Word of God. By the way, worship team, thank you. You were led of the Holy Spirit. You were very prophetic in what God is doing in, in this world. I have never been so secure in my life of what God is doing. It says, because I understand authority, all you have to do, Jesus, is speak, and my servant will be whole. <laughs> Amen. You ever read in the Word, by Jesus stripes you're healed? Have you, have you ever read in the Word that God will bless you? Amen. Have you ever read in the Word there's a covenant there that God has covenanted with you? A new covenant? That Have you ever read in the Word that all things have passed away, and behold, all things become new in your spirit? You know how to get that? Walk in authority. How do you get authority? You submit to authority. How do you move in authority? We're going to talk about it a little bit. You find the will of God and you love people. Jesus said this guy has the greatest faith in Israel because he understands authority. That's what I'm trying to do, church. I'm just trying to bring about some strong statements here today and realize to you, we've all been there. We all understand that we've all not submitted in areas in our life. And because we haven't submitted in areas of our life, we absolutely see difficulties in our life. And I'm going to show you what Scripture says about that. We're talking about how do you lose authority. So how are we missing this? How's the church? I'm not talking about Valley in particular. I'm talking about the church. All of us want to have great faith, don't we? We've all dreamed about laying hands on sick in hospitals and all the different things, and they rise up in health, and, and the newspaper says, look what happened here. But mo most of us do not want to be under authority. We want to have great faith, but we don't want to be under authority. So to answer how do you lose authority is you come, is, is you come out from under delegated authority. You come out from under the will of the Lord. The word says this, and you do something opposite. It's because you have come out from under delegated authority. You must see authority is God. It's like a big, huge steel umbrella of protection that, like the Holy Spirit, is carrying over you. But you must see authority as God. It's that umbrella. In the spirit realm, there is at times huge hailstorms that happen. And as long as you stay under authority, it won't hit you or hurt you. God has said something to you. And I'm just going to say this. When people tell me God hasn't said anything, I don't know what... I'm saying you're not listening. God is saying it, and it's found in the Word of God. And he has spoken to you, every one of you, me included. We say, no one's going to tell me what to do. 
And so we walk out from under that umbrella of authority and pow, we get struck with things. Then we say, God, why did you let this happen to me? That's so religious. That's so from the pit of hell that God, why did you let this happen to me? God says, you're the one that walked out from under authority. Do you see how important authority is in your life and in mine? Now, I know right now, some of you might be squirming. And you on, on TV, some of you decided to get up and get some more coffee because you didn't want to hear this. Stop, sit down, and listen to what I'm about to say. This is very difficult for you to hear this. Because your whole life, the world has told you, don't submit. I have done weddings at other churches, and the, the wedding coordinator has actually asked me not to use the word submit in my wedding vows that I put together. Submit is coming under a mission where two people come in agreement. It's not master slavery. That's not God's authority. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. He delegated authority to Jesus, and when he was crucified and he rose again, he gave that authority. Remember he gave, last week, he gave it to the disciples, and we should walk in it too, just like the disciples did. God has designed authority for our good and our protection. Now, it is difficult for some of you because you have been abused by authority. Parents, bosses, neighbors, whatever it may be. Let me just tell you, and just really listen to me. I understand the pain and the suffering that maybe some of you have gone through, but that type of authority is not authority. It's demonic. That is incorrect authority when authority abuses you. And in today's society, if the boss or the pastor doesn't even look at you, you think that's abuse. So we got to understand what abuse is, too. It really sickens me when I, and I don't use that term often because I walk in health, but the reality really sickens me when I see people talk about abuse when it's not abuse, it's just authority trying to correct them, and they won't submit. Amen. And, and they, they get to the place, well, everybody's against me. No, they're not. They're for you. Remember the old statement I always make? If you want change to happen in your life, who needs to change first? You do. That's incorrect authority. But church family, God created good authority, and it is good because all good things come from the Father above. Parents, if you come out from under authority in your life, you pull your kids with you. You love your pastor? Should I ask that twice? <laughs> no, I don't want to give you time to think about it. A lot of messed up families are there because we don't submit to authority. 
Families are messed up because of lack of submission. We must be in all our areas of authority, be loving, kind, compassionate, serving leaders. So let me tell you a story. In your marriage, <clears throat> the, preach, the church preached so long of the Jezebel spirit. Always attacking the woman, right? The Jezebel spirit manifested because of an Ahab spirit. Let me explain. Ahab was king of Israel and could not lead his own home because in his home he didn't love like Christ loved the church. He was a wimp. We are to be loving, kind, and serve others in leadership and in your home. Your purpose of your marriage is to serve one another and create a, an agreement whereby you and your spouse can accomplish the will of the Lord in your life. But it comes by coming under a mission. The Bible tells us how great a leader Ahab was. Ahab conquered more land than any king except Solomon. But the, the Bible says in 1 Kings that Solomon conquered by wisdom and Ahab conquered by deception. The enemy conquers you by deception, which causes you to rebel against authority. See, when the enemy can deceive you, it's someone else's fault, it may be. But who delegates authority in your life? God does. There are times I don't, I don't like leaders, but I'm to come under a mission of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Pastor Ryan said prophetically, it is not the job of the church to destroy governments. Jesus already did through the cross. And there's no authority that's higher than the authority of Father God. And when we walk in righteousness and justice, you hear justice all the time in this world. If we walk in God's righteousness and God's justice, authority will take care of the situation and the miraculous will happen in your life and in mine. Are we getting anything here? Okay, let's continue. We're still talking about how do you lose it. The way God leads in authority is through wisdom. So I think we need to journal. I think we really need to get into the book of Proverbs. Again, Ahab was, a, was great outside the home as a leader, but had problems being a leader at home or would not lead. Remember, Ahab wanted to buy a field, the story goes. And he went to buy the field, and the people that owned the field said, no, we're not going to sell it to you. This is our family's land. So Ahab goes back to his little hut in the, in the castle and he starts pouting. What does his wife do, Jezebel? Goes and kills the owner of the land. See, rebellion to authority, the prophet of, told Jezebel, the dogs will eat you. Remember that story? Twelve years later, it happened. She fell off, died, and the dogs came and ate her. 
See, the reason we have a problem seeing miracles is because we have a problem with authority. The church has a problem with authority. If I don't like what you say, I'm not coming here. If I don't like what you do, I'm not doing anything with you. And we're all defensive and, and offended all the time. The Bible says not to be offended. God places authorities in the church and leaders in the church, pastoral leadership, and the only way some people will do anything with the pastoral leadership is when the pastoral leadership will acquiesce to what they want. Not be led of the Holy Spirit, but acquiesce to what the person wants. And if they don't, they get offended and mad, and then they go to another ministry and try to minister. See, authority in the world. You, you go to work, and when you go to work, you get a pamphlet, and it tells you what you can do, what you can't, and if you do this, you'll get fired. You're okay with that because you get paid. You can handle it because you, you get a paycheck every other week or every week. The reality is spiritual authority is so vital to you. It is an umbrella of protection to you. And there are so many churches that are led by people who are not listening to the Holy Spirit. They are led by people who are like Jezebel, rebelling against the will of the Lord. You still with me? Turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let every soul. Notice the word every. Okay, so, so in this verse, and it begins, verse 1, says, to, let every soul. The Greek word for every <laughs> means every. Every includes you and me. I'm having fun here. Some of you, I can see you're getting serious from your eyes. I don't see your face. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God or delegated. Verse 2, therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Now, don't lift your hands. Go ahead and put your hands as low as you can get them. Anyone here ever resisted authority? The Bible says you brought judgment to yourself. The root of pride is rebellion. Now, I'm getting here, and I'm talking about losing authority. And I'm telling you what happens in our lives, why we lose authority, and we're not walking in the miraculous like God promised. The root of pride is rebellion. So the conclusion, some of us are just rebellious and want to do what you want to do. The miraculous is running from you. See, the church even, and, and I asked the Lord, should I delve in this? And I was fighting it probably because me, I, I don't want to sound so harsh, but the Holy Spirit said, say it right now. 
That's why sometimes we set up ministries in the church that everybody can run to them and pray for them. Because a lot of the church, a lot of people in this world don't understand authority and they're not submitting to authority and they're wanting the miraculous in their life and we want miraculous in everybody's life too. But the Bible says that we bring condemnation, we bring things to ourselves when we're not under authority. So we set up ministries that everybody prays for you, everybody talks to you, everybody, and then you go home and there's no change. You go to work and someone, you know, they do things wrong at work and so they're warned because of, of lawsuits. They're warned. They're warned the first time, warned the second time, warned the third time, warned the fourth time, warned the fifth time, and finally they let them go. And they blame the company. All they had to do was understand that sometimes there's bad authority, but in this situation, I'm going to submit to God and under authority, and in that submission, I'm going to walk in authority. I'm going to be gracious when people are ungracious to me, <clears throat> when people are mean to me, when people reject me. I will not reject them. I won't chase after them. Bible tells us not to do that, but I'm going to walk in authority. See, during, I watched during COVID, all the closures, everything you heard was authority is bad. Let me take care of you. And God says, no, you want to walk in the miraculous, see the power of God in every area of your life, submit to authority, come under the purpose of what authority is all about. Be like the centurion. So here's another question. Don't raise your hand. Put them low. Are any one of you involved in witchcraft? Hmm. Here's another one. Do any one of you have a problem with authority? It's rebellion. But look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, speaking to Saul. Because you know, Saul went to a witch. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. He's talking to Saul, the king. Why did that happen? Because he rebelled against authority of God. He was a great king. He was appointed by man, but he was a great leader. But he rebelled against the oracles of God, and because of that, it was as of the sin of witchcraft. That's how the Bible describes it. See, rebellion is putting up a wall inside you. There are people who are compliant in life, but don't ask them to do something they don't want to do. <laughs> You know, okay, praise the Lord. Yeah, I'll do that. I don't really want to do this, but I'll, I'll do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they look good on the outside, but inside they're rebelling. That's demonic. And we open ourselves up to the enemy. 
To lose authority, Satan lies to you and deception takes place. James 4, 7, watch this. Therefore, watch how it's stated. Therefore, submit to God, come under authority, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If we don't submit to God, we can tell the devil to go anywhere he wants to go, but he ain't going to go because he doesn't recognize the authority you walk in because you're not under authority. Wow. Church family, I've been in ministry 41 years, and it took me 30 years to get this. It could take you a day or a week because we started last week. It could take you today to decide, I'm going to get real with authority. All right, now let's talk about how do you use authority. Let's finish off with a good point. So James 4, 7 says, you must submit to God in order to resist the devil. So that means doing the will of God says yes to God. When you're doing the will of God, you're submitting to God. When God says, forgive that person, go to them and tell them you forgive them, but you say, I don't want to. God, they've done that. I do that. They're going to use me. Submit to God. I I know. I know. Because it's a lifestyle. Sometimes even culturally, you've been taught to be that way. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to do it. And no one's going to tell me what to do. You've just opened yourself up to the demonic. But when you begin to understand, I'm going to walk in the compassion of God and submit, come under mission, purpose, reality. That's why I love our new youth group called Identity. Because they will learn their purpose. They will learn who they are, the way God created them. And the way God created you is truth. The way everyone else tries to make you is not truth. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness. So Paul's kind of ticked off here. According to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. He said, I'm angry, but I'm not going to sin. Oh, Scripture says that, doesn't it? Be angry and sin not. That's coming under authority. All right? He's saying here that I really want to come to you and chew you out. But I'm not going to because authority is to bring edification, not condemnation. So if you are walking in authority and you have a title, you are to edify those that are above you and beneath you. But what do we do? We get a title? Don't we? Come on, church, don't we? Look at, come on, follow me, little duckling. So how do we use authority properly? We use it to edify, not to destroy. 
Paul is rebuking them. He said, I did this to edify you. I corrected you to edify you. So when people correct you at work, when people correct you, oops, at home, it's to edify, not to tear down. See, my authority is for, is for God. My authority is to help people. And I pray over you and intercede for you. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning on my knees beside my bed praying in tongues for you. Because I believe the truth of the word of God. So listen very closely. As the pastor of Valley Community Church, I rebuke Satan. You have no hold on this congregation and their homes. Devil, I have the authority to do this because I am a man under the authority of Christ. So church, it matters where you go to church. If you're sitting at home and you've decided, you know, church isn't a thing for you, that was part of COVID to try to destroy the church, I want to tell you, Valley Community Church is a place to come. Because you come here, you're going to get the best worship, you're going to get the greatest people, and you're going to get a really good word every single week. Amen. So it matters what authority you are submitting to. It matters that you are under spiritual authority in the body of Christ. Have people, have people literally uh, abused the church as leaders? Absolutely they have. That's wrong authority. That's incorrect authority. So that doesn't take away of truth's authority. We have a whole nation of Christians who are not under authority. We are out of order. And we wonder why we have no power in the church. See, the man who Jesus said had the greatest faith understood authority. I want you to understand authority. Don't be afraid of going overboard in that area of submission. So how do you use authority? The answer is first submit to God and his will, the word. That's why we're talking about journaling then you can resist the devil. So let's all stand. Oh, there's so much here. Don't worry. At the end of the year, I'm going to spend about another four weeks on this. But the Lord's led me in another direction in a couple of weeks. Walk in kingdom lifestyle which is a lifestyle of submitting, coming under a mission of authorities that God has delegated over you. Then you do that, I promise you, because God did, then you will see an abundance of the miraculous in your life and those you are around. So, the reason for Easter is open the door so that you and I can walk in kingdom authority, lead people to Christ, lay hands on the sick, that they would recover. God's blessing on you as your pastor, as a spiritual authority over this church, 
under Christ, I proclaim in Jesus' name that your homes will be so blown away with this revelation that something new, as Pastor Ryan said, something new is about to manifest in you because you walk in kingdom authority. God bless you. I love you. Have a great day. See you Easter Sunday.